0: Welcome to Divorce Etc., hosted by us, the ex-experts. We're here to give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Plus, we're asking a lot of the questions that you may not even think of or know to ask, but we know because we've lived it, so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. So for today's podcast, we're so excited to have Julie Verhage, who is the co-founder of FinTech Today, to talk to us all about a very important topic, which is financial apps that are going to help you post-divorce. You know, it's so common that women have no idea what their financial situation was while they were married and now have to really get a handle on everything. So thank you, Julie, so much for being here today and sharing this information with us. Of course. Thanks for having me. (laughs) <laughs> so like let's just jump right in because um like I just said I mean you know financial literacy is becoming such an important topic you know in our country in general and thankfully it our younger generations are getting a little bit more aware of it but there's definitely a huge gap and when people get married oftentimes one partner will just sort of be the one to handle the finances mm-hmm. generally it's men and it's really unfortunate that a lot of women find themselves like with absolutely no idea what to do afterwards. Um, So we want to find out what resources are out there that are going to actually really be able to help women when it comes to all of the financial things, budgeting, saving, you know, investing. So what do you have for us?
1: Yeah. I mean, everyone comes into it in such a different situation, right? Like, it used to be that everyone got married and like you just put everything together and then the man would kind of take control of everything. And now when I recently got married, it was sort of this thing of like, okay, like what's actually mine, what's yours? What do we put together? What do we keep separate? Mm -hmm. So essentially like the best thing to do, like you kind of alluded to is just get a really good picture of like where you stand financially. Um, and one of my favorite apps to do that is Mint, which a lot of people have probably heard of, but might not have used before. And you can basically link a bunch of your different accounts on there. So you can know how much you have in like liquid cash, like checking or savings, how much you might have in investments, how much you might have in debt. Um, and on the debt front, credit karma is also a good one to use to keep track of your credit score and make sure there's not any weird outstanding credit balances like, oh, I'd never canceled that credit card. I should go on there. Or, Wait, I didn't take out this loan. This might be fraud. I need to go dispute that or something like that.
0: So um, oh, hold on a second. So so first of all, these are all things, right? You can just download from the app yeah. store regardless of what, of what you have. So Mint has been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I used it very briefly, a while ago, but let's just to give like help manage people's expectations. like how long would you say it actually takes to set it up? Once right. you download it, you have to take the time to like put all of your bank account information in there, and, like put all your all of your um, all of that stuff. plus, are you setting it up? If you still have any kind of joint assets, are you setting it up with all of that together?
1: You can. So it depends. I mean, um, essentially you're not going to have to go in there and manually like type in each number and update it all the time. There's ways for it to actually link pretty easily. Um, and then it'll update for you every hour, every day, et cetera. Um, the time consuming part, it also just depends on how many accounts you have, right? Like if you have 10 different accounts, you need to link or two different accounts, three different accounts, you need to link, that's going to be different time. Um, and it's just nice. Cause it, it, like can update all the time. So it's like, once you put in that hard work at the beginning, it's done for you. You don't have to re-go in and do it. The only time you'd have to change anything
0: is if you close an account or add a new one, right? And what is Mint exactly helping us do? Is it helping us just know what we have? Is it helping us budget? What are we putting in there that we like went out to dinner or had our nails done? You don't have to do that. No, you could. I mean, it can help you budget, but essentially it's just really good at
1: helping you get this full financial picture. Like, oh, wait, my checking and liquid assets went up a lot last month. They're down a lot last month. I should watch that. So it's easier to just like, I don't know when everything's split up into a bunch of different accounts or like you put things in different places. It's just so much harder to keep track. Right. Right. So it's just an easy way to have one-stop shop, you log into Mint, and you can know everything versus opening up 10 tabs on your computer
0: to check it out. Okay, so for Credit Karma, hang on, T.H., for Credit Karma, you're also having to put in all of your stuff, or it's somehow knowing through your credit record, because you just mentioned something about, oh, you, you have a credit card that you forgot to close, like how would you know that if you didn't put it in?
1: Yeah, no, that one does it for you. I believe it's been a while since I've set it up. You might have to put in like the last four of your social, mm-hmm. but without doing, it doesn't do a hard credit check. So it's not gonna impact your credit score. Okay, but You'll get updates on what your credit score is. It'll give you suggestions if you wanna consolidate into a personal loan or maybe open up a new credit card. And then it'll also keep track of any outstanding credit cards you have. And if you're trying to improve your credit score, it's great at that too, because it can tell you, oh, like you used a smaller, Percent of your credit card budget last month. That's why your credit score went up by five points or something like that. I feel
2: like that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> the whole game of your credit score. Like I don't, you know, if you pay it off and or you don't pay it off, you have better credit if you pay it off over time. Like it's it's such a crazy game. But the the first alarm for me, mm-hmm. and I do use a lot of apps in general, is security, you know, now there's shop pay and there's autofill, and everybody remembers your credit card. Like I already feel that so much of my financial stuff is all over the place and out there as it is. Mm -hmm. How many more places should it be? I mean, should there just really be one app you use? Should it just be my bank Mm -hmm. where I link everything through my bank? I feel like in my head, that's the safest place for it to be. Mm-hmm. instead of a random app. And it doesn't mean these aren't legit apps, I'm sure they they are, but like, what's the criteria for determining if any of those apps are really secure? Like what kind of questions should you be looking to ask or, or find out about?
1: Yeah, well, Credit Karma was actually just recently bought by Intuit, which also owns Mint. So they're both owned by like, oh, a massive publicly traded company. Um, So you have that sense of security, but totally, I mean, I wouldn't want to just go use some random app, I'd be careful about it. But you also have to realize that, like, all of these guys are being so careful in terms of security, because the second something happens, their company's done. So that, like, that is the top concern for all of them. Mm Right, but I also encourage you not to go out and use like 50 different apps for this either like do a little research look at what Mint does before putting in your information look at what Credit Karma does before putting in your information maybe one or two others and then pick one maybe two of the ones that you want to use and just stick with them
0: so Mint your financial snapshot Mm -hmm. in essence Credit Karma know kind of what your credit status is which is as H said post-divorce enormously important because it's gonna determine anything you can do. Get a car, lease a house, buy a house, whatever you want. Pay your first credit
2: cards. You may never have had exactly a card right. Your you may
0: have only had joint credit cards. Totally. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay so those are two totally different useful what where else are we looking? Well,
1: the other, so there's other ones you can use Marcus by Goldman Sachs. So another one, that's a big publicly traded company. Um, That one also has recently started populating your other accounts. If you want to add them in there so you can have like your Marcus balance and then whatever other ones you add, it'll show you those too. So if you feel better using that versus mint, that's also another great option. I think they both use the same platform to connect that information. So both super secure.
0: So is Uh, it one or the other? That Mar- I've never uh, heard of Marcus. That's just an overall financial snapshot. It So Marcus does other things. Marcus offers personal
1: loans and savings account. And the financial snapshot and budgeting type stuff they've recently started doing is totally new. It comes from an acquisition they made a while ago and they've been implementing a bunch of that.
2: Okay. So do these apps also educate you? So fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's assume I've never had a credit card. I don't even know where to begin. Okay. So I go onto this app. This is what my lawyer says that I have or whatever. I get half of this, half of that. So I'm going to roll it over, have an IRA, open a bank account, get a credit card. Fine. Now what? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know what that means. So do these apps also educate you about your money? And not necessarily, I mean, they can coach you on it, but like, what's the difference between, um, a mutual fund and a Roth IRA and, a you know, investing, you know, I don't know, just educating me also, because it's great. It has all my money, but if it doesn't mean anything to me, then do I really care? You need a financial advisor. <laughs> that is another. <laughs> thing there you are apps that will educate you. You know, they define these things for you so that, so you don't feel stupid and you don't have to call, you know, not everybody wants to walk in and be like, I don't know what. Mm-hmm. This means, you know, you don't want people to judge you. So it's like, you know,
1: quietly well, educated. Especially as a woman too, like you naturally go in thinking that's gonna be some white male that's gonna be like, Oh yeah, another like woman coming in here that's right. not gonna understand, we'll it, gonna understand it. Yeah. 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 So some of them are better at that than others. I would say um, Credit Karma has a lot of really good blog posts. And then as I mentioned before, they'll offset, have, there's a bar on the side that'll be like, oh, like this credit card, you have a very high likelihood of getting approved for. And it would be great in terms of like where you're spending, like it offers 5% cash back. And we think that would be good. Right. right. That's what I'm talking about. You need like yeah. a quiet coach
2: So you don't have to walk into a place and be intimidated. And then when you feel like you can walk in and ask questions that you're not gonna be judged by, which sucks, but that's the truth. Yeah. You know, It's good to have somebody kind of lift you up first.
1: Right, and I mean, the other thing is if you apply for a credit card and don't get approved, that hurts your credit score. So having that certainty that you're gonna get approved with like a 95% accuracy before you even fill out an application is super helpful. Especially right. for people with lower credit scores, which are the ones that are worried about it in the first place. Right. 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 Okay. Right. So where? All right. So where are we going? to so after Marcus, after Marcus, you mentioned IRAs and retirements and other things. Something like a Betterment or a Wealthfront is really good. They both allow you to go in and continue to have that full financial picture again pulled through that same firm that does it for Marcus and Mint and others. It's a company called Plaid. If you want to look them up. Um, but essentially, so you can be like, okay, I need to save $10,000 extra to put on like a down payment, or I really want to go on vacation or my kid's college fund and stuff like that. You can set goals in there and it'll let you know if you're on track or not and what you can do to try to change
0: that. So those are similar. Those two better mint and wealth front wealth front. I like
2: that one. Mm -hmm. I like that because it keeps you accountable.
1: Yep. I use Betterment. Wealthfront's essentially the same thing. Um, I just, I know the team at Betterment really well. The CEO is just like an outstanding human being. And he recently stepped down just to be the chairman and they brought on a female CEO. So maybe you prefer that one instead just because of the like me too power, but they're both essentially the same
0: thing. Awesome. What about some stuff that's going to help someone, um, with just kind of like saving slash budgeting or like, I know I've read things before about whatever you do, you can like round up the purchase and a couple of extra cents go here. I think though people are curious about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Acorns and stash
1: are two that are probably the most popular on that front. The other thing to keep in mind, almost every single one of these that offers a checking and savings account that I've mentioned offers a higher interest rate than you would get on your JP Morgan city bank of America account. So stop there
0: for a second. And just for people who know nothing about anything financial, can you explain the significance of that and what exactly that means?
1: Yeah. So when you put money into your JP Morgan account, it's FDIC insured, but it's probably earning zero on the money that you've put in there. So it's just sitting in there. It's not even earning inflation or anything like that. Um, Marcus, Wealthfront, Betterment, Chime, like a bunch of others that I haven't even mentioned yet, they offer anywhere from like 03 to 2% interest rate, which means the money that you put in there is actually earning something every single month. So if you put 10 grand in there, you might get a check for like $50 at the end of the month. And you're like, oh, cool. That's $50 I wouldn't have earned. And there's no fees ever. Like you don't have to keep a minimum balance in there. Like a lot of the other big banks make like, oh, you have to at least have a direct deposit of $500 or you have to keep $10,000 in your, otherwise you have to pay a $25 fee, nothing. So...
0: You keep you saying J.P. Morgan, but I mean, I'm thinking like Citibank, Chase. Same thing. Same thing. So anywhere that you might just have a savings account is the catch that through these apps, it's not FDIC insured. No, it is. It's still FDIC insured. So why wouldn't someone do that?
1: I have no idea. (laughs)
2: Can you explain what FDIC insured means,
1: please? It it means anything up to um, a $250,000 balance is completely safe if the bank fails or anything like that. So it's
0: not like you're just going to lose that money. It's there. Right, right. Okay, so Acorn and Stash Mm -hmm. are places that you can open accounts. And do like the roundup feature. So So how does
2: that work though? Like I have to put in... So take us through the steps of that. What does that mean?
1: I've never used it personally. I just know Um, a lot about it because I... I work really hard at saving money, so it's not something I ever really needed that much help with, but a lot of friends love using it. Um, Essentially, so like every time you go buy a cup of coffee for $4.30, it'll put $0.70 in um, your savings account, like rounding up to that next dollar. So it's just an easy way to like put money in there without even thinking about it. So it's tracking your
2: spending through your checking account, but has nothing to do with your credit cards.
1: Yeah, doesn't have anything to do with your credit cards, just your checking and your debit cards. Okay, okay.
0: And just so I'm not getting confused and that's where you can open up an account that you're saying would be in lieu of like your standard checking account. Yes.
1: Yep. And they have um, like investment accounts as well,
0: but they also have checking and savings. Yep. Okay. Wow. So I wonder I, just off the, off the top of my head, I wonder like, you know, I bank at Citibank mm-hmm. and so when I, I can go to the ATM whenever I want and it's free, mm-hmm. I versus getting charged to take out my own money if I use another bank. So I just wonder if there's something like that, if I have one of those other accounts that I'm going to Citibank or wherever, an ATM machine, and it's costing me, I don't know, $3 every time I want to take out money, like, I guess that's where it kind of hits you in the end.
1: Yeah, Chime has 75,000 ATMs across the country that are free, and on the app, you can go look, and mine is like three blocks away. Um, oh, SoFi okay. there's another one where not a single ET- ATM is going to charge you a fee. What? Which one? Sofi. Oh, Sofi. Yeah. All right. Tell us about Sofi. Sofi, like literally, these all are essentially the same thing. So the good news is you have lots of choices to make. But essentially, from someone that covered this for a while, they all started out in their niche little areas and converged on this exact same thing. Like SoFi does personal loans, does retirement, does checking and savings, does investing, et cetera. It started out as a company that was just refinancing student loans though, and just kept expanding from there. And then same thing with Betterment started out as uh, a robo advisor. So something that was essentially like your financial advisor, but a robo that would like automatically make decisions for you. And you didn't have to talk to someone and it would kind of like, like I mentioned before, like keep you on track in terms of like, here's what your goals are when you plan to retire or when you plan to take this money out to buy home, things like that. Um, and now does a bunch of different things too, the checking and savings and whatnot. So there, I mean, I could probably... <sighs> I could probably list like 50 different ones of these that you'd have to choose from
0: well it's funny you say that because i mean we're like kind of running out of time and in my head i'm like we're not even like we haven't even scratched the surface i feel like we we need to come back and revisit this and go through more about this but i do have one last question and this is not really related to the apps but kind of so for me personally and i know i might be really old school one way that i feel really good about kind of keeping track of my spending honestly is using cash Mm -hmm. I, i i know that i can take out x amount from a bank machine i can go out and use it for my incidentals during the week The more cash, the more things I pay for in cash, obviously the less that's going to show up on my credit card at the end of the month. And while the logic may not make sense, like I'm spending the money either way, it's very easy for me to forget that I spent $500 on cabs, and all of a sudden my credit card bill is like way higher than what I thought it was going to be. So I do like using cash. So my question is, Mm -hmm. with some of the apps that you're mentioning, then it doesn't apply if you're using cash. These things only work correct? If you're using the app or some kind of an automatic pay through a card for that to actually happen, correct? Essentially, Acorns and Stash might be a little bit
1: better at that, but someone like a SoFi, a Chime, they'll send you daily updates on how much is in your checking and savings account, but they're not going to give you an update like, oh, your credit card balance is this, but you probably... I'm not 100% certain, but you probably could go into your Amex or Capital One card, wherever you use, and figure out a way to set up an alert for what your balance is every single day. So then once it crosses a certain threshold, then you know. It's just like the, my issue with a lot of these big incumbents is like they're just not as user-friendly as a lot of these smaller guys that I cover. Like JP Morgan doesn't send me a nice update every single day with my balance, unless I go into its website and do a bunch of searching to figure out. And then it just sends me an email. Chime sends me a, a notification on my phone every day at 10 a.m. with my balance. And it's just nice to kind of know, because
0: right. then if I
1: know my credit card is going to charge on there tomorrow and it's $1,500 and I only have $1,300 in my checking account,
0: I go in and move over from savings to put over before I get a fee. Right. Right. That's great. But I meant, but I also meant like I, I, the acorn um, isn't going to work for me if I'm using cash because I'm not rounding up. Right. So you have to. So I'm just saying, you know, right. Just saying that out loud. Like if that's kind of so anyone out there who's like me who kind of likes the idea of using cash, I like, keep in mind what you're doing when you're going to be using these apps because it may, you may not get the full benefit of yeah. what it is you're kind of downloading it for if you end up not using the associated cards. Yeah. Anyway, this is all amazing information. And thank you so much. I think it's going to be really helpful to so many people from the ex-experts community. So is there a place or people who want to kind of look up these different things is where can they go and look and kind of find information in a, you know, one-stop shop place to be able to get what you were talking about? Yeah. So as Jess mentioned,
1: I'm the co-founder of
0: FinTech today, which we cover
1: everything in FinTech. So there's a lot more than just the information you need, but you can go to our website and find out a lot more about all these guys, and make sure anything you're thinking about using feels safe and secure, and you
0: kind of get that reassurance. Amazing. All right, we're gonna schedule the next Thank one. Have you. you come back and tell us more? <laughs> Thanks, Jules. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Divorce Etc. with the X Experts. We really hope this episode was helpful for you in getting information you need and feeling empowered to get through it. And always remember, there are so many of us just like you. Now please hit the subscribe button so you always get new episodes and please rate and review us. You can also check out our website filled with free resources at xexperts.com. Follow us on social on Instagram and Facebook and send us an email to let us know your thoughts or any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about. See you next time.